Welcome to Mama Pang's Parenting Podcast, everyone. Today I have a guest uh, with me. Today is Meta Hubline, a dear friend of mine and teacher, and she's here to talk about homework and how we as parents can um, help with that. So Meta, give us some of your uh, your top two, three tips. Let's start there. Okay. Well, first of all, I think everyone needs to realize that homework is um, not busy work. That homework needs to be an extension of the school day. And um, just from my personal experience, if a child comes home and they're stressed out, they're tired, whatever, then write a note to the teacher and call it a day. Because Ah. doing homework for the sake of getting it done does not accomplish anything. It should, as I said, it should be an extension of the school day so that the learning is continued and you're moving things from long-term, short-term memory to long-term memory. Okay, got it. That is really good information because I think um, parents really need to clue into their kids. You know, your kid comes home hungry, angry, lonely, tired, right? You've got halt right there. Stop. (laughs) Don't jump into homework. Take care of some of those needs first. And then you're saying if they sit down to do homework and it is a big production, then you're going to say, hey, that's when you need to reach out to the teacher and and have a conversation there. Excellent. So um, for you, you're explaining homework as an extension of the day. It's reinforcement of what they're learning. Yes. And some students learn really well in a large group. Other students do not. And so you have to figure out a little bit about what your child's learning style is so that if a child learns well in the large group, then they probably bring home some information. Other students, they don't learn well in a large group. And so when they get home, it might be more like, yeah, I I had that today. I learned that today, but I don't remember any of it. And if you feel like you're starting over, then you've got to assess okay, can I help them start over with this? Can I help them nail down a little bit of this? Or do I need to just call it quits and go back to the teacher and say, hey, I didn't have any way to help him. Can you give me me some pointers or give me some direction? Perfect. So you're immediately saying to have that open communication between teacher and parent. I think that's just absolutely prime. Yeah, I'm with you. I so agree. I so agree. And I think... um, Sometimes parents get, um, what do I want to say, like they're very overwhelmed at the thought of helping with homework because maybe they had, uh, like for me, math was not my subject. So I can remember my daughter coming home and if it was math, it would be like, oh, okay. Um, So they're coming at it maybe with some of their own triggers, right? Yes, yeah. And I think you have to also figure out what is the best way to communicate with your teacher, Mm. with your child's teacher, and what are they capable of doing. Um, I haven't had my own children at home for decades, literally. And so I encourage my parents to call me in the evening or email me. Other people, that might not work because they've got families, they've got young kids of their own, and to have a parent call them in the evening or reach out to them in the evening might be just too much. Gotcha, gotcha. So really make that connection with your teacher and find out what is the best route. You know, how do you want to be approached? Is a text easier? Is an email easier? Or is phone call acceptable? And then 
you know, what's the time frame? Please don't call me after 9 p.m. Right. Because you, right. you could have that phone call at 11 and we're still doing math or I don't know. Um, so talk about, we talked a little bit about um, how to help your child per topic. So you mentioned something when we first talked about having this um, episode for doing um, modeling, monitoring, and then independent work. Can you kind of describe what you mean there? So think about what it took for you to learn how to tie your shoe, how to swim, how to shoot a basket, or maybe it's uh, how to cook. There were steps. You didn't start out cooking a gourmet meal, or you didn't start out, you know, a star basketball player shooting a three-pointer or something like that. Everything starts out small, and you chunk it, and you learn a little bit, and then a little bit more, and a little bit more, and you keep adding to it. So the first step is modeling, and hopefully that occurs mostly at school. And then the second step is, okay, can you show me what you learned at school, and I'll help you get a little bit more comfortable with that. And so then you're maybe stepping away and just keeping an ear out and monitoring. So maybe your child is at the kitchen table doing homework, and you're doing the dishes right there in the kitchen. You're not like off watching your favorite soap opera or something <laughs> like that. And then the th and over time, then there should be a point where maybe you can leave them alone for a few minutes and come back and check in. And that would be when they're growing towards independence. And understand that everything is baby steps, a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. And one night they may feel very independent, and another night they may need you sitting there right beside them holding their hand. That is such a good point because I think it's when it's a new topic you know, if homework's been going really well, but there's a new topic and your son or daughter is kind of feeling a little jittery, you do have to go back to those, you know, the little baby steps of it because it's new to them. Um, so what do you tell a parent that calls you and says, um, my son or daughter is, is really having meltdowns over homework? Where do you tell that parent to start? I basically tell the parent to hang it up and go do something else. I love it. <laughs> and Yay. I will deal Did with it the that? next morning. I, but that's me. I cannot speak for every other teacher. I mean, it's just, as I said, everybody has different obligations and different responsibilities. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also coming from a situation where my husband is retired, and so he has little expectation of me when I get home. <laughs> and a lot of times he'll have supper waiting for me. And Oh, gosh. You know, hire, so. hire him out. So, yes. Yeah. So I think that's really reassuring for parents because um, you do tend to feel so overwhelmed if your child becomes overwhelmed doing homework. And I know it's different per school corporation and such, but sometimes it is like you've lost a whole evening over a math paper or a writing assignment that really shouldn't have taken over the world. Right. And so exactly giving exactly. them that permission, right, to say, you know what, in the greater scheme of things, this isn't vital. Well, and then again, it has to be this communication between your school, between your teacher, um, so that they know where you're coming from. Yeah. I, I've never been more embarrassed than when I find out that I'm 
kind of questioning a child why something isn't done and they look at me and they say because my dog died last night and I'm like well yeah I wouldn't expect you to be able to do any homework or to be able to think anything about school if you've got something going on now if it was because I reached a new level of some video game (laughs) then I maybe am not quite so empathetic gotcha but you have to kind of know where your families are coming from. Is um, some really close family member in the hospital or sick, or um, are you going through other tough times? Yeah. And kind of know, because in the big scheme of things, is learning how to multiply as important as trying to be there because some family member is going through some crisis. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think that is such an important part of how you are as a teacher. I mean, I can say my daughter had Meta as a fourth grader, and it's huge because things come up in life, and you know, that's what's really important. Um, and knowing too the type of teacher that you are, you know, whether it was a multiplication thing or whether it was something in writing, I knew if something was happening at home and we couldn't get to homework that our daughter was still getting the education she needed. I knew you had it covered. So that is huge. Um, What other advice can you tell the parent that, um, so they're doing the homework with with the child. Say we're at that stage where we're kind of monitoring and we see a consistent mistake. Like um, I'm thinking, I hate to always go back to math because gosh, that was my tough subject. just say it was uh, something with writing and they're supposed to be working on that and you see a consistent mistake. Do you as the parent step in and kind of make that correction? Do you ask um, what did your teacher say here? Do you remember that? I mean, how do you guide that parent, I guess is what I'm asking. I think it's um, important to just be honest and straightforward and say to your child, I think I would really do it this way instead, or I've noticed this mistake a couple times over. Um, What did your teacher say? Because I know every parent has read that, has met that point where they've said, but my teacher said, (laughs) and I don't do it that way at school. And so that's when parents maybe need to step back a little bit. And maybe that's a a note or an email or something with the teacher saying, I've been noticing this. Is that something that's age appropriate that my child should be learning? Or is it something that um, maybe I just need to let go? Because sometimes as parents, we know what the end product should look like. And we don't want to be over correcting. Um, The other thing is, if you as a parent feel insecure about a certain subject, please don't pass that on to your child. (laughs) Try to think about, instead of saying, well, I was never good at math, to say, I really admire how much you've learned about math, or maybe you can teach me something about math. Or when I was your age, we did it this way. I noticed that you're doing it a different way. Can you explain that to me? Because a lot of times teaching somebody something is the best way to learn it yourself and get it into your own long-term memory. Yes, 
Very true. Well said. Thank you. Um, and it's it's that modeling behavior. We forget that sometimes if we're saying, oh, I was never good at that, you're kind of modeling Negative that. behavior. Yep, yep. And you want to stop. Yeah. And we parents do that. We need to be reminded that, uh, yep, even on our comments, we're, we're modeling how we feel about a subject or how we perceive it for ourselves. And then that can be accidentally carried over to our kids. Well, and if you do catch yourself making that mistake, don't beat yourself up over it because we're all kind of parenting the blind leading the blind because (laughs) what works for one family and one parent-child relationship doesn't work for another. Yeah, I think that's so true um, with multiple kids in a family. I've always heard the thing where it's, you know, oh, so-and-so with homework, it was so easy. And now with this one, oh, it's such a struggle. What do I do? Um, and parents can accidentally start comparing out loud. And that's when you want to step back and say, Mm-mm, don't compare the two kids. They're totally different. And this subject or that subject comes easier or doesn't to them. Okay, so Meta, talk to me a little bit about age appropriate. Okay. Different children at different ages have different stamina levels or different age-appropriate abilities. Um, So if you are working with a first grader or a second grader, maybe it's not every single night for homework. Maybe it's two or three nights a week. Check out your school's policy for that. And then maybe um, maybe your school policy is 20 minutes or a half an hour. Then think about your child. Does that 20 minutes need to be broken up into two 10-minute sections with um, a break in between where they get a drink, eat a snack, do jumping jacks, uh, dance around a bit, something to break it up, and then back at it. Um, By the time you get to maybe a 9- or 10-year-old, they should be more there should be more sustainability there. Mm -hmm. They should be able to work for about an hour a night. But again, that hour might be broken up into 10-minute sections or 15-minute sections. Um, There's nothing worse than having an assignment come in to me as a homework assignment. And I look at the child and I say, why is this not your handwriting? (laughs) And they're saying, because my mom knew I had to finish it, so my mom finished it for me. Well, then the whole process doesn't have a whole lot of validity. And learning has not really been moved forward or moved along. So you've given me two topics there. Um, One, I totally appreciate because um, I remember the times, you know, you need to read 20 minutes a day. And everybody thinks it has to be that 20-minute chunk, and it doesn't. I mean, you can break that up whatever way fits your child best. And if they're, you know, if the school's expectation is that they could do an hour of homework a night, again, it doesn't mean an hour start to finish. You have to base that on your child, and I think that's so important to remind parents of. And then um, the next piece is <laughs> the stepping in. The parents that There's a difference between stepping in to help with homework and I'll just do that for you, right? Well, there's a difference between um, some of the terms that have come out lately, uh, being a lawnmower parent where you're paving the way for your child. I don't know if that's ever really productive 
or being a helicopter parent where you're hovering. Mm -hmm. And um, I've seen kids get really nervous when their parents are hovering. So you got to figure out what works best for you and your child. How much do you interact with them? How much do you collaborate with them um, before it's just your child giving up and saying, I can't do it. You need to do it for me. Right. And that is never helpful because you really don't want your child to be an adult who can't, I don't know, make their own cup of coffee or boil (laughs) water or do laundry or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. So you're looking at this as such a life skill. Um, I know personally, for me, it was always around science fair time. And the frustration level of knowing that I'm looking at my child saying, this is your science fair project. You have to do it. I will help you if you need help, you know, learning how to make a graph on our computer, or um, I will help you by getting you the poster board. Um, But it's different when you know that maybe two or three other kids in the class are coming in. And you know mom and dad did that whole thing for them. Well, and maybe the better question to ask your child is, what do you see as your end result? Or what do you want this piece to look like? And what do you need me to do to help you make it look like that? Ah, see, years of wise teaching has led you to this. That's perfect. That's perfect. So really asking the kid to give the feedback Right. What you need Instead to do. of, I mean, because we all have great ideas and it's really hard to just bite your tongue and not step in and say, you need to do this or it would look better if you do that. But ask them, what is their opinion? Perfect. Perfect. Because you're adding such value. You're saying, you know, your opinion matters. And that is huge. Um, well, is there any other tidbit, any other real important piece for parents uh, helping their kids with homework that you want to share? Lots of hugs. Uh, I mean, homework is, again, it shouldn't be a battle between parents and kids. And um, I, I think there's just a good way to to do, as I said, lots of hugs, lots of positive reinforcement. And, you know, when you reach that point where you feel like you're going to yell at them, just walk away and good take advice. a deep breath and calm down and count to 10 or whatever it is that helps you out. And, again, then maybe... If it works with your school corporation or your teaching, your, te- your relationship with your teacher to be making that um, phone call, writing that note, sending that text message, whatever it may be, to let them know that things are not going very well and um, we're not being very productive tonight. Um, another thing that just, and this has just been my own personal thing, if I have a parent who really, really wants to help their child with something like math and they're feeling very frustrated with it, I will invite that parent to come in after school and I am happily will sit down with them and show them what we're doing. That is so and awesome. I don't know how many schools have the time to do that and I really, I don't want to put my fellow teachers in a bad situation. But again, I'm not going home to three kids or right. um, uh, aging parent that I'm taking care of or something like that. I My time is pretty much my own. Well, and that, that also makes you a resource probably beyond just your classroom. Sometimes, yes. Yes. So yeah. other teachers can, can say, you know, oh, I have a parent that's really struggling. Are you available? Yes. And I think if we keep that in mind for other school corporations, again, you know, like you said, there may be very busy 
um, teachers, but within the school corporation, there may be somebody that can say, oh, yeah, I can sit down with you too. Or and maybe that can be some kind of a parent night or a small group meeting mm -hmm. where if you have a new curriculum coming in in math or science or whatever it might be, that's using different teaching strategies that maybe you do have some time where you invite your parents in. And if nobody shows up, well, at least you've offered. That's at right. At least it's a possibility. That's right, always good. Well, again, Meta, thank you very much. This was really helpful. I'm sure many of our parents are going to appreciate hearing the homework tips that you've shared. So. Thank you, it was a pleasure being here. If you have questions for Meta um, or myself on homework, you can just reach out to us on social media and um, we will be sure to get back in touch with you. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review.